The ice. The ice. Bath. The ice bath. I don't even know ice what that bath. means. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. No, it's not. It's gets gross. the people going. It... No, I'm not a writer. Okay. Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. We've got many things to get to yeah. today. Uh, there's some new news on the Halo TV series Dawson has for us. I saw um, a clip from it, Dawson. A clip. Looks cool. Looks cool. Is that what we're talking about right now? I could get into it. So uh, not not quite. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Going over Dawson. the topics for today's show. Dawson's like a dog at the end of his chain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some spicy episodes of Book of Boba Fett, sort of. Episode True, five I've and six. Caught up now too. Yes. Yes, you have. Looking ahead to the finale. Uh, and then at the end, we have our top five Star Wars characters of all time. However, I would like to start off this podcast like they started off episode one. Of the Phantom Menace. Trade negotiations. Mm, Yes. The MRU Teachers Association, Faculty Association, sorry, is embroiled in a, I would say, heated, heated labor negotiations, which may result in strike, which means we will be locked out. Yeah, got a hot tip from uh, our prof today. Someone asked her about it, and uh, she said she doesn't expect them to uh, come back in time. She, she expects the, mm-hmm. a strike to happen. Furthermore, yesterday a prof said typically they, may, they make all these demands and then drop them as soon as the teachers actually strike. So it's, a bit, it's pretty much a big game of chicken, I would, I would say at this point. It's kind of silly considering like the teachers are just more than willing to strike. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's unfortunate that students are being caught in the crosshairs. But uh, from what I hear, and I haven't really looked at things on the other side, but it seems like the teachers are finally getting their due justice. Yeah. I mean, if I'm trying to skirt around the political side of it, well, universities mm-hmm. have been. Uh, hit kind of hard in Alberta and teachers and students feeling it. I'm sure administration is, I don't want to say too many <laughs> derogatory things, but uh, I'm, I'm assuming that there's some people at the top that are untouched. Yeah. So that's unfortunate. So pretty much we don't know if we're going to be able to record and submit our podcasts because we are distributed by the cmru.ca news podcast network by students for you. Uh, so we don't know if they, if the teachers get locked out, does cmru.ca then also get locked out? We don't know. Uh, hopefully we should have some answers within the next couple of weeks. Uh, Dawson looks sexy like a TV lawyer in his new glasses. So give us some insight. I uh, finally got my glasses yesterday. Uh, I can see things from a distance now. It makes it so much better to play Xbox on my couch. I can actually sit back on my couch um, and see things that are small on the TV. Uh, Driving is cool too, but the Xbox part, definitely the highlight. Um, They are a little bit off. I need to go get them adjusted, which kind of sucks because it means I have to drive across the city again to do that. Um, But overall, enjoying them. Uh, trying to get used to them. That's why I'm wearing them right now. I don't have to wear them for this. Not that I have to wear them at all, but it's kind of nice to see things from a distance. 
But right now I'm sitting in front of a computer, which I have no problem seeing. Um, but for now, it's just a, I have, we have our cameras on when we record this so we can see each other. And I just got to get used to looking at myself behind some snazzy frames. Looking real fresh. You guys can't see him, but imagine the best looking man in the world. With looking glasses. right at him right now. Yeah. Thanks, Don. Look more, you look more sophisticated. Not that you weren't that's before. Ex that's exactly the word my mom used. I put mm -hmm. him on in front of her yeah. and she said, sophisticated. So yeah. I, I feel like I need to like get a new sophisticated hairstyle to go with it and some new clothes so people think I'm smart. What do you Not. mean, think you are smart? Glasses, I can see. Um, speaking of seeing things, recently... Uh, they finally released a trailer for the Halo TV series. Live it has been action. TV live action. Series. It has been like over a decade that people, probably over maybe two decades since people have been wanting something like this. There's been like little like short films and stuff. Like Neil Blomkamp came out with a, a short film years ago around when like Halo 3 was coming out in 2007. That was really cool. And people were like, oh, I'll make a movie based on this. And uh, they were close, I think, a few times, but it never ended up happening. And and now there's finally a TV series that has footage, and it's happening. It's coming out in March. Um, so that's really cool. Um, everything looks really great. Some people are a little questionable about how uh, Master Chief's AI companion Cortana looks uh, compared to her video game counterpart. But she's only in the trailer for like half a second, and she's just kind of standing there. So maybe in movement, it, it'll be different. Mm -hmm. um, I'm in the side where it's like, it looks a little... Uh, her her she does the rest of it looks awesome um but i am i'm very pleased and i'm excited to watch it uh it's on paramount plus it's coming out end of march i think uh i don't have paramount plus yet we can't get paramount plus here don't it's say an american like thing that. that sucks that's what i was hoping wasn't the case but dawson will have to be it, sailing the high be seas old with black flags. distributor in canada yeah yeah, I'll have to figure that out. Um, yeah. so, Sometimes that stuff ends up on Crave. It does look cool. Like the effects look really good. I watched the trailer. Uh, the, the costumes he was, and stuff. He was cool. rolling with a chain gun. That was pretty dope. Yep. As a non-Halo super fan, kind of a, a neutral Halo stance. It looked. It looked cool. So it looked very Dawson, cool. You're, you're telling me that Master Chief's rolling around with the Microsoft companion? exactly uh yep yeah. well they got to get their ad money in there somehow they got to promote yeah. their product somehow so it's a a creative bit of product placement uh putting cortana into halo there so is you know, is it not is cortana not in the games uh i now i don't know if you're actually joking or not or if this is serious i was joking I, before i'm, I'm curious so is Cort is cortana in halo as a product of microsoft owning it or is it in the game, and then Microsoft put it in their phones? Uh, it's in the game. Cortana's been in Halo since the very first game in 2001, and then when Microsoft was coming out with their like Siri uh, competitor, uh, they named it Cortana, and even got the voice actress who played Cortana yeah. in the game to voice it. Um, so, and yeah. It's surprising that still nobody bought their phones. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I had a friend that had one for oh. a bit. Well, what, the cameras was, or was those Nokia's where the cameras are supposed to be really good? Or were Nokia's uh, the Microsoft phones? 
I think Google's cameras. Yeah, I was good. gonna say the Google ones. I think had a big camera. But like, you remember like the old Nokia's with like half the back was a camera. Oh, from like twenty fourteen ish. Um, I remember so what you're talking about. Those run Microsoft software. Maybe they might have all those. All those phones pale in comparison to the mighty iPhone. Indeed. So simple. Hi, Apple. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. RIP. RIP Steve Jobs. Rest in peace. He did not. Rest in peace. He did not treat his cancer properly. I see. Speaking of resting in peace, you guys had something not, to talk not about. Not a topic that's grabbing with you guys. It's all right. Stick and move. You guys had something to talk about with the Oilers? Oh, they're just playing better. They're Well, they're winning. They're not necessarily playing so better. <laughs> they're they're scoring. Everybody else. They're, yeah, they're, they're scoring, but they're also getting scored on quite a bit. So they're, they're winning again. They've won, uh, I think it's four out of their last five and only lost in overtime, but they're still the Oilers, and anything could happen. It's amazing what happens again. when you get a little bit of goaltending. Uh, and even when they're when they're not, they're just finally scoring again. But that can only last for so long. So we'll uh, we'll find out. But there was they did have a seven goal game, where Connor McDavid didn't get a single point, which is uh, absolutely bizarre oddity for the Oilers. So good sign. Cool. That's a good sign. Some depth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a cute little run by your Oilers, Don. However, my mighty Toronto Maple Leafs have won five in a row, including a seven to one domination of the New Jersey Devils Tuesday night. Now, I don't want to I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but it might be time to start planning the parade. Mark my words. This yeah, will be okay. the year the Toronto Maple Leafs make it out of the first round. And that in itself, I feel, deserves a parade. I'm you sure they'll celebrate first. it like it uh, like it was a championship. What if you get uh, what if you, you make should. it past the first round and then get swept in the second? Uh, that's progress. <laughs> keep moving forward. It's three Connor's steps forward. Keep pushing the ball to the top back. of the hill. Yep, glass half full kind of guy, Mr. Gronstall. Very much so. Very much so. You want to know what we had to look at as a glass half full, though? Hmm. The first four episodes of the Book of Boba Fett. Oh, my God. However, things have turned around. Now we are seeing the glass fully full. What are I, you guys' thoughts on the uh, last two I saw, I saw an interesting take on it that... Boba Fett. Also, this is going to be spoiler heavy, right? Like we're just we're just yeah. letting loose. Yeah. All right. So if you haven't seen it, I mean, duck out now because I don't really want to hold back information. You have been warned. Uh, yeah, this is your warning. Uh, someone someone said, "Oh, it's not really like Boba Fett anymore. It's just like Star Wars: The Show, which is yeah. it's working. Like it's cool, but Boba Fett hasn't been in two episodes, um, but it's been awesome. I love it. Uh, no, got, he had that cameo in the last one." He nods That's his head, there. remember? That's true. That's true. He's just kind of there. Doing what he's always been doing. Standing in the background and staring. Yeah, I, I made the comparison in our group chat that it was like the Lion King one and a half. This is just the Mandalorian season two and a half. It really is. I swear to God, though, if they, if they release the Mandalorian season three 
and it's like six episodes instead of eight because they gave us two of the episodes here, I will be very upset. Because mm-hmm. uh, that would be kind of a kind of a cheap shot. Like, don't give us less. But I'm not. Anyways, that's a different thing. It was cool. We got we got Grogu. We got Luke Skywalker. We got Cadmium Bane, looking cool with his uh, practical effects. We got the yeah. marshal. We got his deputy okay. getting absolutely gonked by Cad Bane. I like that Cad Bane shoots the marshal once and then unloads the rest of his clip. Yeah, yeah it was like shoots him in the shoulder and then that guy's yeah. just he's gone. <laughs> well, the the deputy was gonna start it. He was re- he reached for his gun first. Yeah. So maybe that's why. How slow of a draw? Like shoots some turns, puts five in him before the deputy <laughs> gets one off. Yeah. <laughs> why he's the deputy and not the sheriff. You can't park here. Got to go out to the flat. Uh, Dawson, what do you think? Oh, I really liked it. I mean, it was a like the last two episodes. It was kind of strange departure from uh, the Boba Fett story. Like I've been enjoying all of it. Is it my favorite Star Wars show? Like those first four episodes? Probably not. Uh, but I was enjoying it and I was excited to see where it was going. Uh, but this was the last two episodes, five and six, have been. It was a, quite a detour, but a pleasant one because it got. We got to see some really cool stuff. The stories were really cool, five and six. Also, we got to see some beloved characters starting off with Mando in episode five and then the uh, just culmination of everything Star Wars in episode six. Um, it was really cool. I, I saw a take where people were referring to the book of Boba Fett as the, there's a book called The Tales of the Bounty Hunters. And people were like, you should just call the show that and make more sense um but i was okay with it um is it weird not having boba fett around as much in the show named after him yes but some tv shows do that where i mean like the main character might disappear for an episode or something uh it's not unknown to happen uh, i guess it's just kind of weird in this context but i mean with what they're delivering i'm not complaining and i don't think many people are complaining either i'm very excited for the rest of Book of Boba Fett. There's one episode left, and then Mando season three. This is getting me excited for the Ahsoka show. People are now super duper duper amped for Obi Wan Kenobi uh, after seeing what this one episode of Book of Boba Fett uh, could accomplish. That who knows what Obi Wan could do. Um, a lot of people have had theories of what they would do in the Obi Wan show, and I did too. And I was a little shaky on how much they would explore um like flashbacks for example uh into like the clone wars or something like that but then bam in a random boba fett episode you see order 66 again and live action clones again for the first time since 2005 so that was was pretty pumped to see the clones in there that was exciting Yeah. yeah so i'm really excited for the future of star wars and live action siege of mandalore yeah oh that was that was really good too as well yeah and like obi-wan do we do you you guys think that that concept art is just concept art or do you think he's fighting vader um i feel like people i feel like it's gonna happen i don't know if it has to um could it i think it could uh but if it doesn't or like an even a dream it could happen i don't know i feel like there's got to be something it can't happen on tatooine though because when he then sensed luke's presence yeah, like you would definitely have to be off. a lot of. You would have to be off planet because I don't think Vader's ever gone back. No, I don't think and so. I, and I feel like Obi Wan might have to leave 
because I feel one complaint you see in a lot of uh, from a lot of fans is how often they go back to Tatooine um, in all their shows and movies and stuff. And if Obi One show a hundred percent takes place on Tatooine, you're gonna get that complaint some more. So it's probably likely that he leaves. And even if they don't go back to Tatooine, they make a new Tatooine, and it's just the same thing, like Jakku. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I feel like they've definitely, with the first couple episodes of Book of Boba Fett, we definitely got to the point where Tatooine's been oversaturated. Like, yeah, the, they, the try, mods, they try to make new new the, locations. The like, it's, rip. it's Mos Espa. Like, I yeah. don't care. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> just, just why don't you just make it? Mod? I guess mm-hmm. that's not where Jabba the Hutt is, but it's like ah, the geography of Tatooine. but to come back to the book of boba i agree with both of you uh dawson you put that very eloquently all all the things i think a lot of people are feeling like and the book of boba fett was fine it wasn't great i think episode four was probably by far the best episode and then and then episode five comes out and i was like oh i guess the disney like wanted seven episodes and they had only written six so maybe boom bottle episode here's some mandalorian for you and then episode six comes around and it's also centered on the mandalorian with a bunch of other characters which is really cool but now they've got this situation where they have one episode to wrap up the whole story and also look forward to mandalorian season three probably the ahsoka show as well so i don't like is this going to be like a two hour episode of a miniseries because I'm not sure how. I'm I'm okay, expecting the... a fat cliffhanger. Yeah, uh, like a like an an annoyingly think... steep cliffhanger. Is it is this for the spinoffs and Mandalorian, or is this for another season of Book of Boba? Could be all of that with all the yeah. characters they showcased, but they're showing references to every single one of these shows, and who knows what else. So. So uh, you almost have to do another season because they, they did a pretty big jump here with like, oh, the the spice traders, the Pike Syndicate are moving on to Tatooine. Okay, uh, let's go hang out with the Mandalorian. Like I Personally, I would love to see the build up to the big battle that's obviously coming. And instead, I got one nod and that was it. It would be cool if, if they took this setup, like if the plan was to... Set Boba up and maybe maybe resolve the Pike thing in the last episode and then have him there and his storyline is resolved, but he's a character that can be involved in the other stories. Uh, mm-hmm. And then when it comes back to around to the Mandalorian, then Boba Fett is always kind of there and you know what his situation is and what he has and how he's consolidated yeah. his power instead of making it its own separate storyline that has to keep being added on to. But mm-hmm. I, I, I know what... Disney has the guts to yeah. make a condensed show like that. Going off of you guys' uh, cliffhanger theory, they introduced Cad Bane in the second to last episode, which mm-hmm. makes me think we're going to have to see more of him because I don't, I don't think you bring a character out for uh, an episode and a tiny bit of the end of episode six and then don't use him again. Yeah, and he's been that's, uh, that's a presumed missing for Clone Wars fans and, and presumed missing for uh, whatever it is, like 20 years. Yeah, it's a long something time. Something like that. And 19, 20 years. I would imagine they're not just going to kill him off next episode. Yeah. So, even though he I looks think it's too cool. Even though I think the Pikes aren't really a a huge for lack of a better phrase Avengers level threat that requires 
them to be there for a long period of time, like you were saying, like Boba Fett's story will probably be resolved mostly uh, in the next episode. I feel like Cad Bane's a character that will probably come back and, and maybe the Pike thing will continue because it sounds like the Pikes are expanding to different planets. And so who knows where else they are or what their like HQ is like right now. Um, I've heard rumors between Cad Bane either being hired by the Pikes or being the one running the Pikes. Um, not sure which one of those is true. It would be kind of yeah, because cool. it was if I'm unless I'm I'm wrong. Maul kind of was top dog yeah, around was, them. So yeah. and then unfortunately he is. Uh, so was that he's definitely gone. Is Savage no, well, confirmed dead? Everybody he, like. Emperor yeah, he him, got right? cut down by the Emperor. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um I was talking to our friend Aiden who said, you know, after Darth Maul's death, there's a huge power block in the uh whole crime boss thing. And so it'd be an interesting similarity that Boba Fett is trying to become a crime boss but operate a certain way with respect, and Cad Bane could be the leader of the syndicate and he could be a crime boss that's trying to operate based off of fear instead, and that could be an interesting back and forth between them so maybe the pike stuff on tatooine is solved next week but overall maybe there's a big cat oh, I, presence I think the pikes are so cool like there i think I, I think they've been so well done in comparative to the like most of the other characters they've done supporting characters like we don't need to get into the twi'leks again or some of the how some of the voices are but the pikes are really cool really really cool yeah, uh, that, like that's really all I can, all I can say. Action. Yeah, because I don't exact. I don't know a whole lot about them yet. But like, I'm just like, they're really cool. There's masked people. We just this. They're like kind of like the huts, but different. Yeah, they, they and they sort of they sort of blue balled us with the huts, didn't they? A little bit, yeah. But okay with that because yeah. those twin huts were weird. And like, them. yeah, and and the pikes but, have been around for a while. Oh, they were in stuff too, and they had a pretty big role in some of that too. So it's yeah. kind of interesting seeing them still mm-hmm. heavily involved. Spice trade, little little Dune for you. Shout out yeah. season one of the Ice Bath. <laughs> and I, like the and the spice looks the exact same too. It's just cinnamon in a box. <laughs> what what role do we think the Marshall's going to have in the final? Because obviously he's still alive. Well, he's gonna have to sleep in his in Bobo's Bacta tank. He's probably just gonna fight alongside him. Yeah. Or he'll I bet just he be dies. There. Maybe sacrifice himself. Yeah. 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 Or he won't even fight at all. He'll just be there to to warn them, be like, "Yo, Cad Bane's here." Mm-hmm. And, then, and then Boba and Fennec will be like, "Damn, I thought we were done with that hooligan." One but, one thing that I would give the book of Boba Fett over the Mandalorian seasons is the supporting acting is far superior in this yeah. show than the Mandalorian. I think mean, great performances all around. Even the even the uh mock Mayor Mark Shaiz's assistant whose voice I hate. Even he's doing a good job playing the role he's been given, right? Mm-hmm. As much as I hate his voice, I can't knock his acting. Yeah, especially some of those early characters. Like they they brought back the I don't remember her name, the like Amy desert Cedrus's character. Uh, yeah, and who I oh am my God. on the record, maybe not on this show, as hating. But She's not. Was a little, she wasn't little good in the first down. episode. No, but, or no, she was not. 
she's not good now either. <laughs> better, better, uh, but still not good. Yeah. Sorry, Dawson, if you have a different if, if no, you have a different I, perspective a, on her. I try not to like be totally negative towards like anything. I'm not a huge fan of that character. Uh so I wasn't terribly thrilled when I saw her. Yeah. And some some of her jokes just did not hit or were too forced. Yeah. It's just so, like, haha, I dated a Jawa. Yeah, exactly. That part. I was like, I'm okay with it all, but that part I was like, all right. Yeah. Okay. Hilarious. That was a real Disney moment. All yeah, that. So so I'm not a huge fan of her. I wouldn't say like she's awful or anything, but definitely not my favorite character. He but she yeah, serves her purpose. Does she? Yeah, well she's there to do ship stuff. Yeah, well, oh yeah and she has a, she has a role she's not just there to be there but yeah can she have coming up with something better is my my opinion yeah i feel like it's a little forced sometimes and i don't know if that's a writing side i don't know how much of her dialogue is improvised and how much of it is scripted so it's hard to tell in those situations you always see that with certain movies like or shows where you get a character that's just awful and you're just like is this the actor is this the the writing directing what is it um well she does she does some voice acting which is a lot of voice acting she's one of the main characters one of my favorite shows of all time bojack horseman and she's really good in that and maybe part of the problem is i can't separate her from that because the voice Mm -hmm. is like the exact same she's made no change same like delivery and everything and i'm just like hey this is this misses big time and so like the delivery of actors and actresses in like animated shows sometimes if not a lot of the time is different than how you would deliver something in live action mm-hmm. and so kind of having something like that be similar i haven't seen bojack so for me it's that's Ooh. all i've gotten her from good show. highly recommend good that's show. what i hear that's on the list um but maybe i mean still without having seen that there's she's not the best but i can see that that kind of delivery makes sense to me whereas like you say yeah. It's not different from a cartoon, and that's exactly how I picture her in this show, where it's like it, she's very over the top, like you would yeah. typically be in a cartoon. So, uh, totally well, makes sense. It's like the later season of BoJack get into some like really dark themes, and she's part of that. So it's not it's not like she can't act voice act seriously, anyways. But yeah, it's a, yeah, it's very cartoony, as you said. But before we forget how good did luke skywalker look in this last episode it was so much better hiring that, guy, real. hiring that youtube guy made the a world of difference the one that had corrected their whole facial mapping structure thing like well, he just yeah. blew it out I of the water it looked, that, so expand yeah, there, there was there was someone after the because that that episode of mandalorian that he was in he looked a little janky like not awful it wasn't awful very still like it didn't it didn't look human for sure um Mm -hmm. and then there was a guy there was a youtuber that had taken it and done the deep fake just better like he just like he killed it i haven't seen the actual video but the story is just it was so much better than disney's and disney just hired him (laughs) it's like all right you can you can do this (laughs) but that also just kind of spells problems within disney it's like how did you not how are you with your resources not able to hire someone from the start that was as good as this random guy on youtube but well, uh, it's it interesting. looked so good it's interesting that you say that because i watched uh a behind the scenes mandalorian about just specifically on disney plus official like from star wars about the making of the finale of the mandalorian season two and they were talking about like literally anybody can do what we're doing and that's what makes it cool but also very dangerous when you get into like deep faking people and stolen identities and whatnot 
Yeah, yeah, it's true. If you if you go down that road, it's frightening. Yeah. yeah. But uh, regardless of the Mandalorian version of Luke, this version in Book of Boba Fett, to me, looked oh. pretty much or absolutely flawless. Like I, Oh, yeah. Very like few times. Very minor parts. Like yeah, the, I think the, the one yeah. time I noticed was on there, like, running. They're like, and he, he kind of, like, turns and moves. And I was like, it was like they didn't even do the deep fake for that because it might have been mm. too quick. But you the could body, see, like, oh, the body double already weird. looks pretty much like, oh, like it's, yeah. it's pretty close. There, there's a couple shots too where he kind of turns his face while he's in the sunlight, and they yeah. they do some creative focusing where they'll focus in the background, and then after he turns, they'll refocus him, uh, and it's it's very subtle, so you can't see it shifting potentially. But and overall, overall, it's good, scary uh, good. I, I one thing I thought was really cool when he turns up when he turns on Yoda's lightsaber, how well he interact like the face interacts with the light. Yeah. Yeah. Which is something they got pretty good at, I guess, while doing the animated shows and the prequels, which, damn, it's been a while since the prequels come out. In like three years, it'll be 20 years since Revenge of the Sith released, released, which is a pretty long time. And those movies still hold up visually. Wow. That's, that's horrifying. Thanks, man. Yeah. That's, that's awful. <laughs> that's just awful. But Luke looked great. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, he did. He, he looked did. great. One, um, one complaint I do have is I thought, like, because I know they can do the CGI when Grogu was hopping around on the rocks. I thought, why don't you, you just let us follow him? Why does he have to just go boop out of screen, cut, come down? There's some let me see him fly through the air. You see him land a little bit. A few times. No, no, you see him land, you see him take off, but like you never see him travel through the air. Oh, oh. Maybe once maybe, or twice. Maybe there's so much work they had to do with Luke that they're just like, let's just throw True. the puppet in the air and then throw yeah. it back. When it's, yeah, it's, it's very nitpicky of me, but it's something I did notice. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things looking really good, though, uh, this episode of Book of Boba Fett was the first time we've seen Cad Bane in live action, and I thought he looked amazing. That's True. I thought he was Ever. like scarier than he was in Clone Wars. Seeing him, not I mean, in live action, typically it would happen, but just like just the, the whole performance of it was mm -hmm. just like very yeah. intimidating, which is really cool. The metal I, on I, his face and then his eyes and his mouth and everything just looked top notch for a practical. I expect effect. him to be a darker shade of blue. Is maybe my one complaint. Well, people are making the argument. Like, people are making the argument that it's a combination of him being older and being on a desert planet where he could be really dry. Which speaking okay. of that. A guy made, uh, went back into the Book of Boba Fett episode and edited it to make his, to make Cad Bane look more like his Clone Wars counterpart. Uh, so mm -hmm. they made like his face a little slimmer and they made his his skin bluer or darker blue, and stuff. Um, like I saw an article that was claiming like, oh, this fan fixed Cad Bane, and even the guy came back and he was like, no, I just want to do that for fun. Like I just make characters look like their Clone Wars versions for fun. Like I'm not trying to fix anything. I love the the version that Disney did. I was just doing it for fun. Um, and both look really cool. There's uh comparisons online about it, but they look really cool. Both of them. I still think I think I liked the the version we got in the official episode more. I just think like, I he does. Yeah, good. I think the live action one's definitely more menacing. But yeah, yeah, I just expected him to be bluer. Not that it was a bad thing. His eyes look really cool. We'll see. Oh, yeah. It's like like looking into a couple of rubies. With and like his the... mouth and his teeth and stuff. Yeah. And the voice. No Ooh. no nose. It was interesting. 
Voldemort almost. I will. I'll find that uh, comparison mm-hmm. for the the edited um, one for you guys. Do we want to uh, roll into our top five now? Speak. Yeah. Speaking of Boba Fett character. Speaking of Star oh. Wars characters, we should probably right. roll into our top five. Yes. Uh, top Star Wars characters of all characters. time. Bump bump. Specifically canon, because I was told I can't do can- non-canon Star Wars characters, because some people, not saying who, would know, won't know who I'm talking about. Even though some of these, you might not know who I'm talking about anyways. Probably not. But uh, uh, I will Connor, say, though, my, hmm? my, ne- my list is probably a little nicher than you'd expect. Hmm. All right. Well, Connor, I was going to say, why don't you start us off? All right. Uh, number five, Mace Windu. Uh, nice, good choice. Yeah, purple lightsaber. I mean, Samuel L. Jackson. Come on, a Sith Lord. Classic Sith line. Lord? Sit down, young Skywalker. If what I you mean, told me is true, yeah. you will have gained my trust. Just a badass. Uh, very likable. Very cool. A darker Jedi, not as someone who's so. Glum and oh, the living force flows through everyone. Da, da, da. Nah, he chopped off a bounty hunter's head. He's willing Killed to do what's necessary. Bad. Exactly. He can, he can harness dark energy in his in his purple lightsaber, which is a little bit of lore that I knew because I did some reading about him a while there ago. Go. There you go. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Good choice for number five. Yeah. Dawson. Uh, my number five. This was a really hard list. There's a lot of characters. I fluctu- I think this list I fluctuated more so than any yeah. other list I've done. Yeah, uh, I definitely rotated through a bunch too. I, I had to think of like particular character moments to be like, that was a great moment. This is a reason I like this person. And for, for this, for my number five, I picked Ahsoka Tano. Um, I know Connor, not a fan of her. And not a fan of me, early Ahsoka. She's grown on me. Yeah, and for me too, like she, for her first introduction, like when she was first introduced, it wasn't really the character I didn't like. It was more so the idea of Anakin having an apprentice that I was a little sky guy wonky on as a kid. Um, and throughout the show, like she was always a character I didn't really dislike her or love her for the time being. But as she goes through the series, she gets really good. And I really like her renditions in Rebels and in the final season of Clone Wars, where she kind of becomes like the ideal type of Jedi where she has become like disillusioned with the temple. So she doesn't live by like the no physical or no attachments kind of thing. And she, and during order 66, she recognizes how much the clones meant to her. I, I know they didn't really have that kind of development in revenge of the Sith, like the clones and the Jedi just kind of like the clones killed the Jedi and the Jedi just killed the clones from retaliation. And there was, wasn't much connection there, but that's because it, wasn't really implemented until Clone Wars came around. Uh, but it was really cool to see Ahsoka take the time to be like, no, like these clones are my friends. I'm not going to kill any of them, despite the fact that they are all trying to kill me right now. And so I really admire that about her. And so it's like moments like that where it, she really stood out to me as a, as a character. So that's my I, number five. Uh, really enjoyed her arc in uh, the final season of the Clone Wars, outside of the weird Martel, Martez twins yeah. arc, which yeah. I... That one was odd. Finished. I I disappeared for three weeks and jumped back on when they went to Mandalore. You <laughs> did not miss much. It didn't add anything to the finale. It was yeah. <laughs> some filler that that was not great. Uh, uh, well, Dawson, if that's your number five, 
Let me get into my my number five. Uh, I would like to honorable mention Key Addy Mundy. Didn't make the top five because there's just not enough content. Oh, no. But guy's got two brains. And, two of them. And he's one of the few Jedi that is allowed to marry, I think. Yeah, because uh, there's not a lot of males. So no. unlike mm. Anakin, he's getting, as Connor and I were talking about before, uh, Anakin Anakin doesn't get uh, a lot of legal tang, but uh, Pieti Mundi certainly does get legal tang. <laughs> All right, uh, my number five is, is uh, I'm going to kick things off with a recognizable character. It's Maul. Mm. Specifically Maul, not not Darth Maul, because he's yeah. You could argue two different characters because once he falls and goes to insanity and then finds his brother and and all that. uh, Great character. Credit to Dave Filoni gives him a lot more depth than they had originally. Mm -hmm. One might say Uh, he breathed new life into the character. Exactly. It looks cool as hell. He's got a brother with the dumbest name in the Star Wars uh, universe, (laughs) Savage Opress, Savage. Uh, but he's he's dope looks cool and uh ray oh now i don't remember his name you're gonna have to help me dawson you, you know skywalker name. no uh god no she's not oh <laughs> oh my god oh the live action actor what's his name all right well it's gotta be found right now while we oh, do this oh i, I, I was know struggling with about it. Was ray park ray park yeah ray park with. motion capture legend yeah love him love the character love it the all top. and uh, one of my favorite voice actors, Sam Witwer, is was, the voice of him. Everything all around, really good. Darth Maul. Mocap Darth Maul is Ray, pa- Ray Park. Is is that like Phantom Menace? No, so no, they mocap him in, in Clone Wars. Clone not Wars. at least in the last Re- season of Clone Wars. He's mocap. It's not just animation. No, oh, no, they, they mocap. I think the I knew that. Yeah, you're right. And they yeah, use Ray that's Park why it looks to mocap. So sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks really good. And yeah, even I in, remember um, how well the like the light the light interacts mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, but and even in the end of uh, Solo, when he when he pops up, they always they blend all the best elements because it's Ray Park's face, but they use Sam Witwer's voice. It's awesome. Yeah. So, anyways, that my number five is Maul, not Darth Maul. Excellent uh, choice and excellent specificity. Yeah. My number four fan favorite probably. Another one, Obi Wan Kenobi, specifically Ewan McGregor's uh, take in the role. No, no disrespect to Alec Guinness, but uh, I think Obi Wan is just so much funner and cooler. And let's be honest, Obi Wan kind of carries the prequels. Absolutely uh, does. Just that whole, once again, a bunch character. of memeable moments. Hello there, you know, uh, and others. Really fun. Negotiations really cool. were short. The negotiations were short. Uh, yeah, Car- carries the prequels, fan favorite, so uncivilized. So uh, we're getting more Ewan McGregor, which is sick. Um, it's true. I'm very excited about that. You were supposed to your new empire. You were supposed to destroy the Sith, not join them. Just memorable, quotable. How very, how, very how can you hate Ewan McGregor? Just fantastic. Uh, I'm a simple man, and he makes me happy. It's all about all I have to say. So, so Connor's number gotta, four is Ewan McGregor. <laughs> Not even Obi Wan, just Ewan McGregor. I gotta, I gotta do it. I gotta do it, Connor. I will do say, it. Dawson, when we went, like... Obi Wan. Hello, Dex. <laughs> I was very excited to see what that was. Camino Saber Nard. Yeah, I was gonna say I lost my train of thought after that. Uh. I don't know. What's your number four? <laughs> <laughs> Three my, completely off. 
my number four is uh, a clone trooper, specifically fives. I thought about putting oh, him in number five, but I decided not to. I thought it was a funny joke, but I thought, nah, I like him more than that. Um, I think uh, some of the clones in the Clone Wars get a lot of really cool development, and I think fives is definitely one of those people. Uh, I really liked his like determination to find out the truth after Tup is uh, going through a situation with his inhibitor chip. And I, I, I felt sad when fives died. You know, clones are usually, they're killed off by the thousand and you're just let, meant to let that be. But, you know, fives is one of those clones that you feel sad for. Part See, of I the dom- Domino Squad. I don't know, I kind of disagree, Dawson. Like, I think the best character development comes from Heavy. He just got such a, yeah. they really explored his background and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just got so much depth to his character. He definitely didn't die within five minutes. I was, actually, I was actually thinking about early on putting Heavy on the list. But I thought like, nah, like his coolest moments in one episode and, and that's it. And it's so just putting, like his, I, is, is he the one that puts the hand? No, he's dead. Or no, he's, no uh, Rex does that. Rex puts the hand on Echo. Um, but, but doesn't he like? But doesn't one of them get like a bloody hand on their armor or something like it's that? It's yeah, yeah. Echo gets that from Rex. Oh, okay. Rex takes the blood from the worm that they killed on the. Oh, Rishi okay. Moon, All right. And he sticks remember. it on Echo's chest. Right. Which right. is one yeah, aspect yeah. about it's one aspect about Echo that they don't have anymore, which makes me sad. Like his armor, post yeah. Clone Wars his and cool stuff armor. doesn't have the hand anymore. No, he's just got. No, he just looks like a a meth head. Instead, he's missing a hand. True. Very sad how they all over the series get killed off. Not yeah. one of them. I know. That's I said sort of one is revived. And, if, Dawson, so. and if that's Dawson's explanation, the one that doesn't get kick, killed off is my number four, Captain Rex. Um, oh, yeah. not, not exactly a deep track for as far as the cartoons go, uh, but he is my number four for a lot of reasons, but chiefly the Pongrel arc, which is yeah. up there for my Great favorite arc. arcs of Clone Wars, right that's up there another, with the Yoda figuring out how to force Ghost. That's another reason why I like so Fives, because cool. Fives is really good in the, the yeah that arc too. But that whole arc is is awesome. Captain Rex always coming to the rescue. One of the few characters that in like the faulty moments of cl- early Clone Wars, um, he's always solid. Was real pumped to see him come back in Rebels too. Mm-hmm. Uh, all all around great character Dave Filoni praise up again you always you always hit it well and that's my number four excellent choice Don alright yeah. I guess we'll go to me at number three uh, probably my most off the board pick Cal Kestis um, hmm. nice yeah I I'm not one for role-playing games, but I, when me and Dawson together played through Fallen Order, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. I think he has good character development, and he's getting a sequel game, which is really exciting. Um, as much as it, it annoyed me to taking like four hours to complete the final mission, I did it, and I felt very satisfied. It's a tough fight. It is a tough fight. It's and annoying, it's a tough too. fight. Not even just because of the difficulty, but because of the way animations lock in that game. Yep. It's quite frustrating. Uh, I'm in, interested in playing the game over again. Calcastus has replayability, 
Uh, I want I want to I want to replay the game specifically so I can rock the red lightsaber for the last third of the game. Uh, just go and muck shit up. Uh, I think the Kashyyyk uh, missions are top tier missions I've ever played in any video game ever. I think so fun. You're ri- you're ripping around on a ATAT, then you do some insurgency stuff. You climb a tree, ride a dragon. You climb a tree. <laughs> awesome. Well, wow, it's really... it's, uh, one, probably one of the cooler worlds that it was prior to uh, Fallen Order. Very unexplored Kashyyyk. Like you keep, as we said earlier, we keep going back to Tatooine. Let's go back. Let's do more stuff on Kashyyyk. Come on. What's, yeah, what's like cool? Kashyyyk in um, in Knights of the Old Republic, which is being remastered. You'll be able to experience that soon. Awesome. Remade, not just remastered. Sorry, yeah, they're completely remade. Oh, even better. Which. Uh, Mm. Could be good, could be bad, but uh, mostly good, I'm sure. Mostly good. Mm-hmm. See what um, they change. A, a cool thing about the replayability of Fallen Order, Connor, is there's like different methods to get certain things. Like uh, the dual-sided lightsaber, you can get that really, really early on uh, if you if you do if you play the game a certain way. Like usually Same. you get it you get it through the story just on its own, and usually it's a big cutscene about it. But you can actually. Mm-hmm on one of the planets there's a way to get it no early, so. no because you and you and me did that i think it's on yeah. dathomir isn't it and that's like one of the first things you know it's like okay connor you've beat the prologue you're gonna go here yeah. you're gonna do this specific thing you're not gonna talk to the old man on the bridge you're gonna grab that lightsaber and you're gonna leave yeah i think there's another Although, way to get it too but i'm not look, look, oh ooh. looking back on it killing the monster at the beginning of dathomir was also very difficult for early yep. levels, Dathomir is the, just a tough. It's a tough it's one. A tough planet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, awesome. we're, on our, we're on our number three. Well, Don, I really liked your number fours, and I made it my number three. Ah, Cap- there it Captain is. Rex, baby. I've got his. I, there's no point in me doing this for the sake of audio, but there's his helmet up there on my shelf. I got from Hell, Russia. Yeah. Um, Wait, is that from the special site that you were debating for a really long yeah. time about? Yeah. I, yeah. It pulled the trigger. Was it worth it? Pulled the trigger. I think it was worth it. Still has these on a commander degree helmet. It's (laughs) it's kind of uncomfortable to wear it, uh, but that's maybe so more so because I have a big head. Uh, But it's an excellent piece of decoration on my shelf, and Captain Rex is one of my favorite characters. I'm really I get like you. I was really happy that hearing that he was in Rebels. Um, He's really consistent throughout the whole series. He's great from season one all the way through seven, and even gets better and better with time mm-hmm. um arcs like the umbara arc are fantastic for that um the C- the series finale he's really great with his with ahsoka and the whole order 66 thing is fantastic um my actually i don't want to like repeat too much of what you said so that's why i'm trying to avoid all that but i love that he's a clone that's like super loyal but also can question yeah orders very, un- as very well, unique right yeah and he looks like his armor's that off. Fool, Commander Cody. Yeah. What a what a bitch. Yeah, unfortunate. Um, and so one of my biggest hopes for the Obi Wan series is that if they do do flashbacks to the Clone Wars, I hope they do a live action version of we Captain got, Rex. They got him. That'd be really cool. That's even if he's just in a helmet, like they don't ever have to take it off. It'd be cool if they do, and it's Tamora Morrison. But uh, if they don't, wouldn't just they, having him there would be cool. Yeah. Wouldn't they probably just like CGI him like they did with they could. Episode Three? Boy, I hope they don't though, because well, those like look yeah. No, fun. I'd rather I'd rather it be totally live action. Stick to the more CGI more. Maybe do, so maybe do like a de aging thing, 
on yeah. Tamura. Definitely um, possible. I mean, he's already bald. That's easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Rex has a little bit of blonde hair. It's like, it's like true. buzz yeah. cut to blonde hair. Got the buzz. Well, my number three is the most stoic and noble and also somehow rebellious of the Jedi. Can you guess who I'm talking about? I think I know who it is. A bit of a, a bit of a, a bit of a counter. I will find you, and I will kill you. Exactly, Qui Gon Jim. Uh, originally, a character that my brother convinced me to hate uh, as a child, but uh, learning more about how excited Liam Neeson was for it, and then also just the lore they've put into Qui Gon Jim, which has really just expanded the character. How he invented uh, becoming a Force ghost, he figured that out on his own. Um, I, I subscribe to the theory that if he lived, Anakin doesn't become Darth Vader because he is the father that Anakin needed and Obi-Wan is the brother that Anakin had but probably didn't need as much as he needed a father. Um, so with him dying, because they, I, I believe there's parts of Darth Vader's theme or the Imperial March um, during Qui-Gon's funeral because it's a, it's a signal that the death of him means the future death of Anakin Skywalker. So Qui-Gon Jinn, a character that has been fleshed out through lore and made into one of the more interesting characters in the universe, I would say. I I think it would kind of be interesting to show a pre-Naboo Qui-Gon in maybe a miniseries. Oh, absolutely. Learning under Dooku would be awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Revive Christopher Lee from the grave. <laughs> hey, they already CGI'd uh, Peter Tarkin. Cushing, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and also Leia, yeah, yeah. and so, also yeah. Luke. True, so they can do it. Yeah, does this they definitely put, can. Just put us into our number twos now, I believe. Number twos, number two, my number two, The Mandalorian, also known as Din Djarin. Ah. Uh, Sorry. maybe a maybe a popular current times pick but uh low-key the mandalorian saved star wars yeah Ooh, after the travesty that was the sequels yes sequels in like the i think most people liked the anthology films they weren't amazing though i know i know there's a cult following that loves rogue one and you know, so, people were mostly just that, fine with that, you know, Solo. What was that? What's yeah, that? Solo. Solo is Solo is okay. Yeah, I, I it's fine. love Rogue One, but it, Rogue One is not enough to save what they did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas, like sequ- the Mandalorian, yeah, definitely is. Yeah, the sequels are so bad, and then boom, Mandalorian. Final season of the Clone Wars revived. Mandalorian season two. All of a sudden, there's more excitement for Star Wars yeah. now instead of post sequels. I was like, I'm a little burnt out because it. Yeah. These, I mean, Force Awakens is a fine movie, but it's a remake of A New Hope. And then mm-hmm. the next two movies are just. We don't. We don't need to get into it, but they are. They are. They're something bad. Uh, they are yeah, something. Uh. I mean, it just like takes like a Western type of vibe to Star Wars. I guess they already were they're the originals, anyways. Western space operas, but takes it takes it to a to that next level. Uh, I think Pedro Pascal's great in it, like he's great in anything. Uh, you know, they they did another Yoda type character, which didn't end up being 
like uh, corny or like lazy. Gives sort of life to the character. Connects multiple generations of Star Wars fans. Uh, Still excited to see where it goes. Now, I think he looks really cool with his chrome armor. Like, that's sick as fuck. I'm sorry. It just is. Uh, Yeah, really big, really big fan. I've got a Mandalorian Lego minifigure here. Shout out Dawson for the Christmas present. Welcome. Um, so much of a fan that it's reviving my interest in Lego, and I mm. want to get his new Naboo Starfighter that's Very chromed nice. out because that thing looks sick as fuck. Um, yeah, big fan of the Mandalorian. Big, big fan. I would agree. Good I almost choice. had him on my top five list, but I decided to forego that just just because I thought I would go more with characters that are more established, even though I could have made a huge case for having him on this list, but I decided not to. Uh, if it is my turn, my number is. my number two slot is two people. Well, it's what I I had a tie, but I'll just mention I guess one mostly. The uh, twins the, from the last season of the, the Clone Wars. The, the uh-huh. twin the twin huts together. No, it's oh uh, god, it's Maul. also in the Bad Batch. And Bad Batch, yes, they are. Uh, not the huts, the the other sisters. <laughs> Maul is my number two. I had him kind of tied with Obi Wan because I kind of like connect the both of them a lot through their. Uh, progression but it's true. Uh, Darth Maul super duper cool in Phantom Menace but way way cooler after that after oh, Dave yeah. Filoni like he they had comics of him surviving uh but the way Dave Filoni re- like re resurrected him in the Clone Wars show is awesome and Sam Witwer does an amazing job throughout the entirety of um, Absolutely. The Clone Wars and Rebels and Solo and everything is love awesome. Sam Witwer I just love like the energy that Maul brings. He's intimidating. He's cool. He adds like a villainous range. A little deranged. A little. He's very Joker esque. In a way, he, yeah. He's Ledger's Joker. Well, it's like he like brings the level of evil to the Sith that you kind of miss out on a lot of the time. A lot of the Sith, yeah. most of the series, they try to like be very hidden and they try to be very proper and like very thoughtful about what how they do and how they operate and darth maul just goes in and just wrecks everything and it's awesome but he's also clever like uh rebels rebels maul is so cool that whole the whole sith temple arc is he's he's so menacing well even even in the clone wars finale he's really uh clever too because like he had this whole plan to bring anakin to mandalore to kill him so that he Mm -hmm. didn't become darth vader and it didn't work out but i like that darth maul isn't just evil but he is doing stuff that he thinks will better the universe as a whole that that would have he's not like a total he's not like he's joker in the sense that he's a little deranged but he's not like an anarchist he's not trying to destroy a man that just wants to watch the world burn yeah Yeah. he actually wants to better the the universe in his own goals messed up way and another addition to that is we were doing canon characters for this my my number one or number two pick would have been another Sam Witwer character had we been able to do non-canon. Oh and yeah, it would have been Galen Merrick from The Force Unleashed. Um, Dark Star Killer, Star Killer, uh, who is voiced and looks like Star uh, mm-hmm. Sam Witwer. I hope they bring him back someday. Even though they'd probably have to. Uh, There'd be a lot of finagling needed. Yeah, like reduce his powers and his his storyline would probably be much different. Yeah, uh, so I'm both. I'm like 50 50. It's like I'd love to see that, especially like live action Sam Witwer would be really funny. Yeah. And awesome, but also maybe it's better that they just leave it how it is. Yeah. So that that's oh, my number cool. two slash hypothetical number one. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, my number two 
uh, is a, a bit of a deep track choice. Connor, you're not going to like it. Dawson, I think you'll be respectful of it and keep your opinions to yourself probably if you hate my choice. Um, it's a droid. It's a, it's a tall droid. It's oh. a tall, strong droid. Can you guys oh, I I think figure it out? K2SO from Rogue (laughs) One. Uh, Absolutely love him. And Rogue One being my favorite Star Wars film, uh, as both of you know, not not the best in my opinion, just my favorite. Uh, K2SO is is the glue that holds it together because the the other characters in that they're they're good, but they're they're not really mind blowing. Really, like Saw is awesome. Saw almost made my top five, but uh, he's barely in it. and K2 is just such a cool concept. You know, they take a big security droid, they reprogram him, the model's awesome. He's, he's actually funny. He's not just like Disney funny where he's going, that just happened. Like his jokes are, his jokes are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I have no. to protect you. Cassian told me I have to. Like, that kind of thing. I, uh, he's, he's I don't hate that good selection. Stuff. Thank you. Because like, and I, I don't hate, I, I'm fine on the rogue, rogue one. I'm not as gung-ho about it as you are but i i too did like k2 when i saw as the comedic relief he's not it's so funny but it's not like over the top you know yeah like you said well, disney also when he sacrifices himself though that was a good moment i shed a mm-hmm. tear it's funny you you say that don because i feel like k2so has some of the best like droid personification in like mm-hmm. all of star wars and there yeah. was another character, another non-canon character that's a droid that I was thinking about putting on my list, also associated with Starkiller. It would have been Proxy, his oh. robot companion, who has a lot of the same sense of humor that K2SO has, um, but kind of different. And I just love that Proxy yeah. can kind of mimic other other characters. So he would have been would... in my top five had I been allowed to put him there. I thought you were going to say uh, HK-47 from the KOTOR series. He's he's, no. he's fun, but in a different kind of way. He's always calling humans meat bags and stuff like that. That's cool, too. I, I unfortunately haven't played Knights of the Old Republic too much. So. Oh, okay. Well, Connor, what's your, uh, what's your number one? My number one. Now, I might get a little bit of guff for this because it's not a specific character, although I guess they all are stem from the same person character my number one is clone troopers in general because i love them i think they're so cool especially in the stage two armor uh this is more coming from my love of lego star wars in my younger days that has been revived throughout time just wanting to build up my own clone army and make make like stop motion films that we've talked about it's honestly probably the biggest impact on why I'm such a big Star Wars fan. Not as big as you guys, obviously. But, yeah. Clone Troopers. Love them. I can definitely agree with that. I was almost considering putting a clone on my top, in my number one slot. I almost put Rex in my number one. Because mm-hmm. I also love the clones a lot. And they, if, I had I had a Lego clone army. I don't know where they are now, but I had if it. You, if you I made me... I accept your choice. Okay, if you made me choose one specifically, just on Cool Factor... Who looks the coolest? I will say Commander Gree, just because yes. I love the camo armor with the chrome. Gree is awesome. Yeah. And I'm glad, I'm glad you guys are yes. accepting of my, oh, absolutely. my choice, which is Gree's a tiny bit of a cop out, but it's too. very personal. Nah, no, it's fair. You have yeah, good reason for, for the choice. I if you were just like, I picked all the clones because I couldn't choose, then I'd be questioning no. you. But yeah, it's acceptable. All right. Awesome. Um, my number one, this is kind of a cop out, but I also 
I love everything that comes out about this character is really cool. He's a classic. Um, it's Darth Vader. I love oh. the transition from. I know. I, I like. I would have expected well, myself to do something a little more niche too, but I mean, I, you can't. You can't argue with it. No, I. I even looked no. up top list top character list just to see what other people were saying and darth vader was at the top of every single one. Oh uh, yeah now is this real quick is this darth vader slash anakin skywalker or just darth vader i i'd say both i, okay. I feel like a lot of the progression that i love about darth vader comes from the fact that they're both the same person mm -hmm. i haven't read a lot of the comics myself but like i see snippets of them every once in a while and i see i love the progression the, where you see the first like, vader comic is pretty awesome yeah I, I love the moments where you see darth vader meditate and you can kind of see like the light in him and like the flashbacks and stuff so i love that darth vader has to tangle yeah. with the little bit of anakin he has left so that's why it's a kind of a combination of both of them um but darth vader on his own extremely menacing extremely cool um yeah, the, it's always awesome seeing him on screen and hearing his voice, James Earl Jones or whoever voices him. Shout they, out that whoever the guy that. is that does a really good job in uh, Fallen Order. Yeah, Fallen Order, he's great. Rebels, he's great. The movie, oh. all the movies, he's great. Rogue One, he's great. He's mm -hmm. always great. Force Unleashed, non-canon, but he's great in that too. Oh, good. Um, yeah, you'd really uh, like the comic. Yeah, there, there's some good stuff about him creating his lightsaber. Yeah, uh, and how he has to like corrupt the crystal, and he has yeah. this whole whole vision. I'm, I'm already rolling, so I'm gonna spoil this bit for you. Sorry. Um, he has I've this whole seen it. Yeah, he has this whole vision where he like goes to Obi Wan on tat on Tatooine or wherever he is, and like falls it on his knees and apologizes, and Obi Wan accepts him, and it's him like corrupting it and has to fight that vision. It's really cool. Yeah, and there's cool visions I, uh... of him. Sorry, go ahead, Connor. It's uh, it's interesting you guys talk about like the fighting between the little bits of Anakin left, and maybe that's something we'll get to see in the Kenobi series, which would be really cool. Yeah, true. With some some Hayden Christensen without the mask. Let's go. Hope so. Sure, hope so. Yeah. Anyways, uh, you're Stan Dawson. We, oh, sorry. Well, I was I was just so saying then. that like in those comics, it's cool seeing. There's a, another comic where he has a vision where it's Palpatine and Obi Wan, and like they're both. Mm -hmm calling to him being like no i'm your like like we, we used the the father comparison earlier with uh qui-gon where i think there's a comic book that it shows a vision of palpatine and obi-wan both saying like no i'm your father no i'm your father i forget if it's father or what it is but yeah. um that's a that's a cool fight between Been a very interesting dynamic side. so he's always fighting the light yeah all right my number one it's uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, so I'm kind of disappointed that he was... <laughs> hey. they, we got rid of it right off the bat. <laughs> We've already <laughs> talked about him. Um, but I mean, he, he could have been my number one, honestly. You know, he's that good of a character. But, but I'm going Obi-Wan and Ben Kenobi, because you know what? He's still got the little... He's got the Obi-Wan spirit. He's cracking jokes. He's he's messing around with Vader. He's being a little, little wise-ass and all that. Um, he's got the coolest arc. He's the purest Jedi. He's not the best Jedi, but he's the purest, I'd say. Mm -hmm. You know, he's he he just works hard at. It. He's the Dane Cook of Jedi. You know, he's not the funniest, but goddamn does he work hard. And he just puts he puts the hours in. He's uh you understand that reference, Dawson? Fantastic general. Not not no, not so much. No. Yeah, no. Okay. I see what? the spirit of it. It's but fine. Dane Cook's just he's is he beyond your time, really? There's or, no way the gap is that. Or just beyond my attention span. Who, who is Dane Cook? He's just a comedian that got really famous in the 
like in the mid in the 2000s he's making a lot of movies and the general consensus is he's not that funny but he's i've seen him live and he's just like a relentlessly hard-working comedian and that's, that's why it works because he just he, he's worked really hard at it anyways i digress obi-wan great all around uh fantastic uh plot lines great beard and uh just just does does the job well yeah, I would say, and I feel like this maybe hasn't gotten as much attention, both, like Connor mentions the Ian McGregor side of Obi-Wan, but I feel like the James Arnold Taylor side of Obi-Wan needs some more attention, too. He, he yeah. uh, does the voice for Obi-Wan in Clone yeah. Wars. And then for Don's side of things, um, Don mentions Obi-Wan being like the purest of the Jedi, which is true. But I also like that they kind of tackle with uh, some of like the flaws that Obi-Wan might have or some of those forces that play at him like with the no, he definitely dips his Bangalore. toe in the pond of romance for yeah, sure if you, so I think if you would have said the word i would have left the jedi order which hearing that from obi-wan is like super it's pretty crazy. pretty huge um yeah no shout also, out james arnold taylor did a really good job you know what's interesting though guys uh as far as i could tell all of our all of our uh choices either were prequels characters stem from the prequels or were in sort of newer anim newer series that star wars came out with yeah. outside of darth vader who you did include anakin skywalker in there was nothing really strictly uh originals based and there certainly wasn't anything from the sequels almost picked uh i almost picked lando i decided he's not good enough for the top five um and then i i was flirting with um and now i can't remember his name kanan kanan jarris from rebels because i love oh, that right. character uh but yeah they didn't crack the they didn't crack the top five. Yeah, I think it, it just shows our generation, I guess, and how bad the sequels were. I, oh, I, there's no one I would... Even I, Kylo Ren. Yeah, I toyed around with Kylo and Finn. If Finn didn't get absolutely ruined in the last two movies, railroaded, I probably would have yeah. gone with him because he's an awesome character. But, they but, just but Dawson, he almost hard. said he feels the force. Almost. That's just implied. And yeah. Kylo Ren, I think, is really cool, but there's just... Oh, I am a Jedi. There's some moments that could have been better. So I almost, almost. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, that was uh, the ice bath season three, episode four. four? Season, yeah. No, season rolling. two, episode four. Jesus. Um, I just agreed with you too. I, yeah. I didn't even think about leave, it. Uh, leave We're a doing like. least favorite star Wars characters. We are. We are next week. So tune uh, in. You might see hear some more sequel talk. True. Um, yeah right. leave a like awesome. subscribe if you enjoyed give us a rating if you really liked it tell uh, a friend tell a friend uh, tell, you guys show it to your else? parents no that's it hmm? all right you. all right bye everybody sayonara have a good uh, week yeah uh yeah